0: Well, hello friends. I hope wherever you are in the world, life is treating you well. As I record this episode, this is my Valentine's Day episode. And in my own fashion, um, I'm a little untraditional when it comes to thinking about love and not just in the romantic sense, but more importantly, how it shows up for us in a lot of different ways. And that's what I want to talk through a little bit during this episode. And I think that we live in a time where so many people are looking to be loved and receive love. And I also think there's a lot of fruit around us that we sometimes maybe not acknowledge as much as we should. And I think that's where I want to kind of glean the uh, thought process of the conversation. You know, a large part of my adult life, I have to admit, I've been in some kind of relationship um in a heterosexual relationship and around valentine's day was always a volatile holiday for me it's one of my favorites and it got to be one of my favorites honestly because of my mom my mom would make us these little cakes that were heart-shaped and have the conversational hearts and decorations on them and she just really decorated a couple of areas of our home around the holidays. And as kids, that made us feel so special. And I think that that's where my love of Valentine's Day really came from. I also want to couple it with when we were kids and we had to make our Valentine's Day boxes to receive our Valentine's Day in, our cards in. You know, we've gotten so super um commercialized now that you can buy everything. And I still love getting the heart shaped, um, you know, cutouts and, you know, putting the little lace trim around it and just doing all the Hallmark things of making it your own, you know, from scratch with your own hands and, and whatnot. And there's nothing wrong with people who aren't into crafts that don't do that. But from my perspective, those were some of the key things that i really enjoyed the most about Valentine's Day. So as I got older, I had always envisioned that I would be out at some nice restaurant and it would be candlelit and it would be some wonderful man sitting across from me. And we laughed, you know, have a wonderful meal, go back to a nice apartment or go to a hotel and have this wonderful, wonderful makeout section and all the things and and let me tell you to date that has not materialized <laughs> i've had some i've had some decent okay dates but um yeah none of that all was constructed and what i realized is that i can create in my sphere a loving environment for myself that's not just around valentine's day but around any time of the year that works for me and I think that we show ourselves, or we should be showing ourselves love in our everyday, day-to-day life, such as you know how we take care of our bodies, whether we do movement that's in a class environment or pointed movement when in our homes or our gym, whether we decide that there are certain meals that we have with our family and friends on a gathering basis, maybe monthly or weekly, whether that be taking time to be in our journal and reflecting our thoughts, I think all of those are self-reflective of loving things to yourself. And I think that as much as it, it is a very beautiful thing to have a beautiful, healthy love with a romantic partner, I think that we also need to glamorize having healthy love with people all around us, from our animals to our friends and to our relatives and our family. And it was ironic because this was one of the first Valentine's Days where I thought about, I actually just wanted to go to Sephora. I know, weird requests, or maybe not. <laughs> and um, I want to get some of my makeup converted over to organic. I am on my kick of, hey, I'm turning 50 this year. So I'm really being more pointed about when I'm putting in my body and that also goes for makeup and one of the things that I wanted to do was slowly start converting some of my makeup over and do it in a way where I am just razor sharp and I even have my travel makeup ready. Um, the thing I do often is take the makeup that I normally use and take that with me or try to put it in containers and I'm ready to just be a big girl now and just have two different makeup things and make it work. I travel enough so the makeup wouldn't be sitting, you know, for a long time without being used. I will say at least, if not every month, every couple of months, I'm doing a trip. Either it's work or, you know, it's personal. So I would definitely um, see some mileage. But that's the other thing I thought about. You know, what's loving for me? And that's something, again, in this season that's really important for me. The other aspect I thought about love is letting people know that, you know, I mentioned that my dad had passed away this past September of 23. And one of the things that I am most proud is that, you know, I told him I loved him and I had a lot of hard conversations and spent time with him. And I'm glad I did it because I don't have any regrets. Of course, I just wish we had more time, but here we are. And in his death, I've accepted that our relationship had its ebbs and flows, like all relationships. And the one thing I want to continue to do is to show up for the people that are alive and well now and let them know how I feel about them. One thing I learned that I can get better at is that I know that my mom is in a very good relationship with my bonus dad and he does a very good job at taking care of her. But sometimes I think I negate the fact that there are things that I can do to be helpful to her or just to acknowledge the things she does for our family. Um, Oftentimes, if there's get-togethers, she hosts them at her home. She's been very instrumental in being a wonderful support system for my children. I love the fact that, you know, she's one of the few grounded people I can call if I need advice on things. Um, And I just want to pour into her while she's here. I don't want to say, man, I wish I would have made more plans to be with my mom and I didn't. And I encourage you, especially if you have both of your parents alive, even if the relationship seems challenging, and I don't mean if people are putting you in harm's way, but if it's a Relatively healthy relationship that you can navigate. I would encourage that you try to deepen that relationship. I think that one of the things that I'm also understanding more in this life is that as we get older, it is very challenging also to have friends that you regularly hook up with. And if you don't make an appointment to hook up, it won't happen. And it's not that people don't care about one another life gets in the way and there are lots of people in their time of life where their life is a little chaotic and they're just trying to get through their day and it's hour to hour i had a recent uh, conversation with a girlfriend who's going through some challenges right now and i had to remember that that was me at one point in time right i was going through a very challenging situation and It was uh, a life unraveling, so to speak. And life as I knew it would never be the same. And I was unhinged in every possible way. And it took quite a long time for me to get footing. Now, of course, I can be calm and collective talking to someone because I'm no longer in the crisis of the fire. But I also have to admit that when there were people around me trying to give me guidance, Oftentimes, I was not in the space to receive it. I truly wasn't. And one of the things I will urge people to do if you so choose to is to lean on people in the counseling field to help you navigate some of the challenges that you are having in life. I think friends and well-meaning relatives and even partners can definitely lend support. But I think having a safe space with a counselor is one of the truly most beautiful experiences if it's coordinated correctly, um, can be a beneficial thing. Because you're not making people in your life responsible for how you navigate that process. And you have a safe space where if you want to rant and rave and even talk about the people who are trying to be helpful um, that you give them their space and you allow them to um, find their way because everybody doesn't get there all at once and it does take some time and I realized that some people aren't gonna arrive where you arrived Like All of us can get on the same journey, but there are going to be so many people who develop different thought processes and different outcomes, and that's okay too. And that's something I had to admit that everyone going through a challenge or upheaval, we're not all going to come out the same. Some people are going to be bitter. Some people are going to be better. You just never know. It all is really an individual journey. And that's why a lot of times it's best to let people do their work. Give them space and let them get there when they get there. And I had to get to this point recently to understand that as much as I want to be there for people and give people my un- um, obliterated support, I also have to be there for myself. And I have to realize that I can't shepherd every process I can't become emotionally involved in everybody's stuff and that I really have a lot on my plate this year that I need to navigate and get through myself. And a lot of it, I got to be honest, there's very few people that I can think of that I can turn to and say, you know, I'm going through this thing right here. Do you think you can walk me through it? Yeah, I probably got one or two people at best, maybe two and a half, (laughs) being honest. So... I realize that a lot of times I can be a point person for people, but oftentimes I don't get that point person energy back. And I've had to understand that while you're growing, it's so important to also keep expanding your network. So therefore, you have people in your network who have a broad range of experiences and that you can troubleshoot and talk through with. I think that's key to You know, you don't want to be the smartest one in the room. You want other people to all collectively stand tall and be smart and sufficient in their own way. And that's how we grow. Iron sharpens iron. So I think that's important too. So in my level up journey across the board with many things, that's one of the aspects I'm looking at. I think the other thing too is understanding that uh, my body requires rest. And rest is okay. And we don't have to keep pushing ourselves. So that's the one thing I'm also working through too, is to understand that, you know, the world may say that this is the things that you have to do, but you have to make the world work for you. And again, I think that's one of the most loving things you can do for yourself. I actually have a meeting in another city next week. And I got to be honest, I'm not excited um, to drive you know, two half hours or so, um, in a total, probably four hours within a day. And it, it tuckers me out. Um, I got to be honest, it does. But the other thing of it too, is that I'm learning to make these things work for me. I'm learning to be hyper vigilant, to not put a lot on my plate, to make sure that when I come home from my trips, that I have ease, that when I come home, I'm not worried about doing everything because I can't. I'm not worried about running around and trying to do errands. I try to build my schedule in such a way where I'm able to decompress from the uh, travel and the following day I ease into my day and I'm not saddled with a whole bunch of things to do. And I think that's the key of when you can take some time and have some hyper-vigilance over your schedule that you do and that you take a holistic look and really, really look at processes and not to make it feel like work, but what works for you. Like it makes no sense that you keep doing a process that you really are struggling through and it's not yielding the results that you wanted. And I don't mean things that are work-related. I mean, outside of work, and certain things that you can make easier for you. Like, for example, is it better for you to clean up all weekend? Or is it more timely that you set a timer for 20 minutes and you clean up Monday through Thursday? You know, I think that we have to live in this world where we get to have something for ourselves. And we don't have to struggle through it. And we don't have to earn it. We don't have to feel good enough because we just are. And I think that's the one thing I'm coming into, this radical freedom of things just being just so, that everything doesn't have to be a struggle. Everything doesn't just have to be a thing where we just have to tuggle through it. We have to get more intentional about how we show up for ourselves and what we allow the world to do to us. And when we are in our private spaces, that we treat those spaces with respect. And the space feels like a point of retreat. I will tell you, for a large part of my adult life, I really didn't have a space that honestly made me feel relaxing. Or um, that's not the right word I want to insert here, but that I felt like I could escape from the world. My, my furniture at the time probably wasn't the best. I didn't have the things, the base, a lot of the basics that I needed. And it was really challenging. And what I would tell somebody, especially someone who is just building or rebuilding, or you've lost it all and you're going to rebuild your life again. Try to really be m- mindful of putting things in your space that truly speak to you. If it doesn't speak to you and it's just there for the sake of being there, get, out, get rid of it if you can. And if you have a timeline in which you're going to replace something, stick to it. If you know your bed isn't working for you and you give yourself a timeline and say, okay, you know, I have six months from now to get my lazy boy chair and I'm not looking back. Because all of that steals away time from us. It really does. When I realized during the pandemic that the furniture that I had in my living room wasn't comfy, I was spending a lot of money at Starbucks on drinks that I really could have made at home when I didn't have the most comfortable bed. And it took me honestly until 21 to get a new bed. And I've had that bed since 17 and the bed wasn't that great. But I accepted it and I I kept pushing through with it. But I, but I mention all these things because I caused myself undue suffering when I didn't have to. And the things that we can make better, focus on those things. It can be so overwhelming to think of all the things we don't have. But if you just focus on your favorite mug, the best fork you have, your favorite oatmeal, whatever the thing is. That brings you unobliterated joy. Focus on that and make sure that you have it for you. And I think that's one of the most loving things that we can do to ourselves. And then when we get that extra love and it comes in the form of a romantic partner, friendships, family, our animals, that's just icing on the cake. And I think I'm at the point in life where i just want to be the icing on the cake that i fulfilled a lot of my needs and i am pouring from a full cup and i am not draining myself or my resources endlessly so you can listen to anyone's podcast but you decided to listen to mine and i thank you so much in advance for your listenership i hope this wisdom gave you some good nuggets to think about love your self-love in an expansive way. As always, my friends, thank you so much. Namaste.